0: with, I hate to say one of my favorite people because he's going to get big head, but I actually dig this dude, Uh, Dirk Fowler, which sounds like an action hero, like in a book, like a Tom Clancy novel, like Dirk Fowler should be like the old, smart, like retired FBI agent they keep calling back because he's like, you know, knows about stuff. Anyway, um, what he tells me he does in his time is run Actually Clean, which is a uh, Fort Collins, Colorado, predominantly, I believe, uh, residential carpet cleaning, This guy's been doing it for 20 years, I think, started like 2000, 2001, somewhere in there, Um, roped his poor kid into doing it, who was a kid when they started now, like full grown, you know, adult human being, um, and is one of our amazing elite members. Did I uh, miss anything or tell a bunch of lies that you need to correct before we
1: go on? No, Mike, you got it. Yeah, that's about uh, nailed it.
0: Yeah, they give me an intro to read. That wasn't it. I'll tell you that. But I think I, I covered the points um, yeah. uh, with my own yep. commentary. So um, the re- one of the reasons I want to have Dirk here is as much as I love at and, um you and know, having our team of people coach, there's always some version of, well, yeah, that's you guys and blah, 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 blah. Whereas Dirk's just a dude that had some frustrations with his business. And we've been working together and I'm sure he still has some frustrations, but his life's different. And um, again, we've got a nine-week program that's really hard to deliver in 20-minute bites, one to many. So we we can't do that. But what I do like to do is have people that are succeeding, A, have them share their fears and frustrations where they were. So you can go, oh, my gosh, this is a real dude. That was, I felt some of those things. or That that makes sense. B, share some of their fears of going forward. So maybe that'll help you go, I've got those fears and this guy made it and he seems to be Okay. And then see, kind of share from their perspective, the big changes they made. So you can go, ha I will save the money to give to Mike. And I'll just steal that and do it, which is fine. If you guys can get results without us, God bless. That's why we do the podcast. Uh, if you need help, obviously reach out. So that's the goal for today. Let I always like to start with before. Like walk me through kind of when you started this, what your hopes and dreams were. Maybe if there's, you know, over 20 years there might have been one or two key points. And then, you know, having done this 20 years generally similarly, and then finally going, Enough, I've got to make a big left turn. What what happened to 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 bring all that on? So you talk, I'll listen. Or we as Cleaning Nation will collectively listen.
1: Sure. I, I appreciate that. And I think, you know, the story is important, but I think everybody has their struggles in life and, and what they want to accomplish. And there's always Roadblocks, and it's always how you deal with those roadblocks, and into what makes you successful. And and like you've told us, you know, you got to be resourceful. And I I felt like I've always been that way. But my goals, uh, you know, in the beginning, were basically just to provide for a family and and hopefully get to a level of success that I can afford, you know, some extras like vacations and this and that, and just not really um over the top kind of you know wealthy but at the same time comfortable you know more comfortable and and um so originally it was just me and um going out and getting jobs and I used to paint um apartments so I I kind of contracted with some other um helpers you know uh, painters and we would go in and paint and do the carpet cleaning so they could, we were kind of a one-stop shop. They could call us to do that. And the apartments would turn them over and, and, um, that worked well. And, you know, as it got more and more into doing, um, residential and the apartments, it was just nonstop. I'd be home, you know, out all day. And then sometimes turn around and have to go back out and do water extractions at night or get called at two o'clock in the morning to go do a water extraction. And, you know, trying to do it all myself, it was just like, okay, something's got to change. So I, I tried a, um, I would say it was a decent um, marketing approach, but it was just, you know, high, higher end stuff, razor prices, that kind of thing. And, and it's like, I feel like there's elements of a lot of these things that I've tried, but just never really had momentum and traction going forward with something that really, really clicked and really worked. And, and I could see, oh, now I need to start hiring, you know, quality people and have a system of a place to do that. So for me, it was always hit and miss and, and I got frustrated to the point where I started thinking, well, maybe I should just start a side business or an online business or something and, and try to replace this income and then just get rid of this whole mess, you know, and not deal with the headache of, you know, employees and, you know, and then, Getting rid of those guys and doing it myself because I can do a better job, blah, 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 all that uh, mindset and, and your you know, monkey chatter in your brain telling you, oh, you're not going to find anybody that's good enough. And you hear it from everybody. Mm-hmm. Oh, there's just not good help out there. And on and on and on. You hear it all. And it, at the end of the
0: day, you just get frustrated. Rare, by the like, way, you only hear that from people who have also tried, tried and failed and you trying and succeeding exactly. threaten them. You never exactly. hear that from the people that are living the life that you want. They zip it because they're fine. So right. they just want to be clear. Yeah, there's a lot more failures than there are successes. So it feels like, and the failures want to talk about their failures more than no one ever asks a successful, right? Because you ask a successful yeah. person, you might feel uncomfortable because he or she's living the life that you want, and that's gonna that's gonna put you out of your comfort yeah. zone. So we. We only go ask other people who are unsuccessful so we can commiserate, which feels great today, but not great if you'd like different results. So I just couldn't help because that's such a common, Yeah, other people think that. And it's so driving me nuts when I hear, because we coach all over the world, right? So whatever, we've had clients in Fort Collins, and I know they're successful companies. So, and in your province or state or country or wherever. So we all have that. Yeah, but my business is different and no one in my place wants to work and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, the people you've been talking to i've been talking to different people right maybe you talk to the people that get you the results you want not the people that make you feel the way you want to feel all right uh sermon over back to dirk (laughs) well hold on that's not fair sermon paused i'm sure i'll I'll keep preaching sermon on pause back to dirk
1: you mean i can't just say that's no more sermon no
0: (laughs) you you can but better better men have failed my wife can't give me to shut up so you get no chance buddy
1: right no i um i appreciate that interjection and and uh insight because it is true it's who you talk to it's who you surround yourself with uh, you know the the old saying that you're as successful as the five you know closest people around you and that kind of thing and, and so yeah it just got to the point where you know I had thought about selling the business um, just getting out of it trying something else whatever and I'm just the type that i i can't work for somebody else i mean i can i have but it's just not my ideal situation so um cole my oldest is 29 and he has been working with me since he's like 11 and he used to outwork 20 year olds and just i mean he's always been a super uh consistent super um why can't i think of a stupid word you know just um responsible is like just over the top responsible like he would watch his you know younger siblings we would come home sometimes and be like hey you know take care of this and this and he'd be like okay and he'd just do it you know he'd never give us any crap and um always just uh the younger ones always look up to him so he he started working you know as a as a young boy and one of the most impressive things about cole that that i remember um we were working one day we we're doing it just some apartments, and it was a two-bedroom apartment, which, you know, it wasn't, they weren't small, but they're, they're not huge, but he's, like, hey, dad, um, can I clean this whole apartment by myself? I'm, like, you want to do it all by yourself? And he's, like, well, yeah, I just want to say I did. <laughs> I'm, like, knock yourself out, buddy, and he did, and he was, like, 14 years old at the time, and I was, like, Okay. And you probably have right.
0: full grown men with kids and dependents that are like, this is too hard. <laughs> I don't want to do it. Blah, blah, blah. I'm hung over, whatever their thing is. And you got yeah. a 14 year old kid working for fun. Cause he loves his dad. Just like, I want to show what I got.
1: Yeah. And I was, I mean, to me, that just tells you what kind of mindset he had at a young age. And he's, he's always had that mindset. Like I can do this, you know? So,
0: so. let me jump in and keep it moving. couple things I want to mention for everybody. A, I know a lot of you out there are, do not have a carpet cleaning component to your business, but I don't want you to mishear what Dirk's saying. Hopefully all of you are going, oh my God, I've been to that place where my business didn't feel great. And I was like, if I could just sell it, if I could just start a side hustle. So I want you to get whether, you know, yes, Dirk probably doesn't live in your city. He's probably not your age. You probably, you may or may not, you probably don't have a kid like Cole that works with you. You might clean janitorial oil or main service or do pressure washing. Like there's many things that may be different, but I want to make sure that you don't exclude the things that are similar and go, holy crap, I can learn from this guy, right? He went from, I'll just start. And he did To I'm kind of overworked and this isn't working. And here's the problem, by the way, I'm not beating on Dirk, but everyone goes through this, including yours truly. And this is what Dirk went through. Truth be told, I, I had a general vision of, I and we usually on the money side, we're kind of clear. Like I want some vacations. I want a little savings. I want maybe a nice sugar, whatever. Like we kind of get an idea of, doesn't matter. I'm making 60 grand if I can make 160 or whatever. Like it, yeah. we've got some general loose ideas, but when it comes to the lifestyle, we just have this and it drives me nuts. People go, I know when you're starting a business, you got to ruin your life and, and work like crazy. And it's like, yeah, you got to be willing to do that. Certainly. And oftentimes that may be a reality for six months or even a year. But when you're 19 years in or five years in or three years in and go, I know as a business owner, you've got, and we just kind of have this, like, we just assume all these things that aren't true. I know there's no good people out there. I'm like, well, as long as that's your belief, that's going to be your experience. Like, so what, what I hear you saying is you kind of had some success in terms of the financial end. I'm assuming you're making some money and doing well. Um, Maybe not all of your dreams and whatever, but you're paying bills. I'm sure you could go on vacation. You had some extra, like you generally were successful from that regard but you had a i'm guessing what started as a dull ache of i'm not happy and the problem is we don't really stop and think through and articulate this we just go yeah yeah i'm working too much and then we just kind of say that's it and then yeah eh, maybe my wife's a little fussy with me because i'm not home and when i am home i'm not present or eh, maybe and we kind of like you know what's the frog in the boiling water right it just goes mm-hmm. up a little and little until all of a sudden typically when folks come to me they're like holy crap i'm boiling to death but it's been you know, for the good people, six months. For the people that break my heart, it's been ten years. So, what did that look like? And what was if there was a, a tipping point or a boiling point? What was the point that made you go, "I can't. I got to no more. I can't. I won't
1: live like this no more." So, yeah, in the last uh, two two and a half years, um, just real quickly, went through divorce and realized that um, not only is the business not very profitable it's not profitable profitable enough right now to support you know all of that that's going on and Cole wants to take it over and he's going to be taking over a sinking ship and I'm like okay this is impossible we, we got to do something and saw your ad responded I'm like okay and I was kind of hesitant like you think eh, maybe Cole will be on board I'm not sure I sent, you know, sent him a link to watch it. He responded like, yeah, let's do this. You know, we need this. And I'm like, we're both just like focused and on board. And we're just so excited that we know we have all the pieces that we need. And before it was just like throwing darts, you know, at something like, I don't know if this is going to work, but we'll see if it sticks, you know? And it's like, now we just have this vision and now we're thinking, you know, long-term you know, we're hands-off, business is running by itself and it's, it's fantastic. We got a extra money. We can take vacations, all that kind of stuff. And then I'm looking at even like, okay, what other business can we build? Or can we do this in another city or, you know, another state or whatever. And it's like, it's just opened your um, be- beliefs to what can, what it can be rather than, oh man, I guess this is just how business is. Like you were saying, you know, it's like, you just accept it. Like, oh, this is all there, there is. And you're just going to work you know, work your tail to the bone until the day you die, basically. <laughs> so it's it gives you hope. You know, it's like, man, it's been fantastic. I don't know if I answered your question or not, but okay. Got- yeah,
0: <laughs> uh, well, I got two takeaways I want to share. A for Clean Nation. B, you can let me know if I'm tracking with you or not, and then we'll kind t- of kind of talk about what changes you've made and what like specific things you've done that maybe right. Clean Nation can go. Oh, I, I could do that. I could steal that. Um, so one, I heard the beginning of. I wasn't clear on what I wanted. I'd taken some training. and It doesn't sound like it was bad training. It just wasn't like this podcast is training. I think a lot of times we dip our toe in and we want that. Like, I'd like this because we tell ourselves, it's not that big a deal. I'm just working a little too much. Or, you know, um, we kind of, because we can't, if we really were in touch with the pain that we're dealing with every day, all day. We couldn't get out of bed it would be it would be crippling right. so because we're not like the, and because we're entrepreneurs we're like i can do it it's not that you know we always kind of want to think positive which is great 98 percent of the time yeah. until we use it to get delusional territory so what i hear you saying is you didn't weren't able to just because of lack of perspective or didn't choose to or some combination to really look back and go holy crap this is a sinking ship right like this, this is a bigger deal than. Because yeah, we're making money, you're healthy, and you know, we're not coal miners making, you know, there's people, you know, digging yeah. ditches for diamonds in Africa, you know, making so it kind of depends on what standard you set. Mm-hmm. Um, and probably because you were talking to other people that were like, Well, I make less money than that, or my job, or I at least hate hate my job. I don't I only work 40 hours a week. Maybe you work 80, but you seem to love what you do. I hate it. So we kind of compare ourselves to people that aren't really living the dream that we want and go, Well, I guess I'm I've got a little better in some areas of theirs and a little worse, but we're all here together. And that wasn't working. So what I heard you say is once you kind of came in to and by the way, guys, this isn't a pitch for our program, it's a pitch for massive change. And if that's our program or a different program, but doing something a little differently is not the answer, right? So I don't want anyone to be like, Oh, Mike's magic. That's what he's saying. That's not it. But Dirk took an immersive, comprehensive step forward. So as opposed to, and I don't know what your training that you've taken before, but I'm guessing there was ebooks or podcasts or 997 training courses, whatever. It, it, it doesn't matter. They were low cost. And I don't just talk about dollars, although that's part of it, but time, right? If I get low cost, here's a thousand bucks, give me a bunch of binders, which is good. I, I love, I bought, I've got a lot of thousand dollar binders in my thing and, and many of them have helped me, but they're it's like many of those also remain unopened. Not because the binders are no good because right. our co- there's just not that whole thing where it's like, all right, I'm going to, you know, again, if I was going to get off drugs and it's like, I'll, you know, sign up for an online course for $97 a month and hope for the best. That's different than I'm going to move into a facility. I'm going to like give up a lot of my freedoms and right, you know, I'm going to go all in. Changing a business can go all in. So what I hear you saying, Dirk, is once you kind of got a little clear on, yeah, this isn't, I'm further off than I thought. And you took a more immersive community experience as opposed to, I'm just going to try and do this on my own, or you even had your son and you're still alone. That, community help because you started seeing a vision that you couldn't see before. Because when it's just you and Cole, he's looking at you going, I don't know, dad, I've been doing this since I was 11. Like whatever vision you have, that's about the limit of, you know, and I'm sure he's experienced other people. But at the end of the day, you're 98% of his vision of what's possible. And you're busy looking at all your friends that maybe have jobs for this or whatever, and that you just don't see the possibility. And, you know, seeing videos like this is helpful. But once you actually immerse yourself and start spending time, you start going, holy crap, there's really a new life out there. Sounds like. But we haven't even talked one tactic, which we're going to, but just seeing, holy crap, people out there that aren't any smarter, better off than me, don't have anything I don't have. They're getting, they're changing a lot. I could change my life. Is that,
1: am I overstating or missing? No, that's that's accurate. And I, and not even people in the same business, I would look at other people that are successful that I know personally and think, well, they can do it. Why, why can't I, you know, kind of thing. And you start to doubt yourself, you know, mm-hmm. you need someone else just have the confidence knowing that you can do it Someone like a, a great coach that's like, hey, you just need to tweak a couple little things here and there and and you'll be on your way. And, you know, that that goes a long way. And I'm always, I've always been a confident guy, but it's like you still have those negative beliefs in the back of your head telling you, yeah, maybe it's not for you. And
0: I would encourage you guys and gals out there. I've been done a bunch of, oh, let me take your lunch and pick your brains. I don't even do that anymore. Not because I'm a jerk, but because... They never get anything. They feel great after. Oh, that's good. They get like, I'm able to pump them up and give them some of my energy, but I think I'm really hurting them because they leave thinking one lunch is going to change their life. And then exactly what Dirk did. They look at me and go, well, that guy's not any smarter than me. What the heck? What's he doing different? And they're like, maybe in a lunch, I can get everything he's learned over 25 years. And then I'll be different. And then when that one lunch, which is an unfair standard, I'm going to take this guy to lunch. And again, they're my friends. It's not like I'm not trying to help them. I'm giving everything I can. It's not like I'm like cagey but how much can they absorb in an hour? Not much. How much, if I was perfect and said every word and everything and told it exactly right. So they could understand it maximum capacity, which I I'm not. Um, but even if I could, they can only accept so much. And then they judge themselves and go, well, Mike can do it. And I can't So they And they start doubting. It's like, right. well, Mike spent 20 years and hundreds of thousands of dollars with mentors and brain damage and all this sort of stuff. You getting that value in a lunch would be awesome, but it's just not realistic. Right. Or, even if you've got a mentor, that's, mean again, I'm not trying to pitch coaches, but you do want a system and a thing that's like, and that, that's why money helps, right? Like, even if I went to lunch for three months with a guy once a week, I should be much better than just whatever. But at the end of the day, he didn't, he didn't pay me anything and free coaching is always what you paid. I I might may or may. or guess what, if a client comes up with a need, I'm canceling my lunch with this dude, right? Like I owe you. Yeah. So it just, there's some sort of investment needs to be on both sides, right? Like yeah. you gotta give a crap, it's gotta cost you something. I've often said, if I had a brother or a friend that wanted to start a cleaning company, and like, Mike, help me out. I would put him through the exact same program. I'm like, well, could I get a, di-? no, not a discount. For me, I don't want your stupid money, but for him, if he's not willing to pay, I'm like, no, no. It's, for not, I don't want your dumb money, brother, friend, whatever, but you, I'll give it away. I'll light it on fire, but you have to pay. It has to cost you something. Right. And then even for me and my team, we gotta do it. So I just wanna encourage you, whoever mentor you get, if there's not some sort of financial commitment on both ways, it's really hard for you. It's got to cost you something. Um, And then also a community is even better, right? Me yakking at, Kurt, at Dirk can help. But seeing other people fall in the same things going, oh, my God, I actually see it working. That goes a long way as opposed to just go, well, look at me, Kirk or uh, Dirk. And he's like, well, I'm going to, sorry, uh, Cole and Dirk, Kirk. <laughs> so I, sometimes <laughs> that's why you're like, why would you call <laughs> me Kirk? It's Cole and, and, and Dirk. Um, anyway, so I just want to encourage you guys find someone that's got a system and it's really committed and don't beat yourself up or judge yourself because you're like, I went to one lunch with one guy, or I found a mentor who met with me once a week with no other commitment on my end. And somehow I didn't get transformation. Or even I went to a weekend seminar, like and weekend seminars are great. They can really help. I've done keynotes and I do the best I can to give transformation in 90 minutes, but honest yeah. to goodness, in 90 minutes, you can give one or two good takeaways. And maybe one thing that guy's like, I, I'm going to do a little better. He's not going to change his life. Rarely. It's impossible. Even with a weekend seminar, now you get four or five or six keynotes, 10 takeaways, and you feel really great for a weekend, but it's really hard to change your life. So just be fair to yourself when you be like, I've got this thing that this problem that took me years to build, and I expect to get it fixed over lunch, and it didn't. Maybe I'm stupid. Like maybe you are, but the fact that you couldn't change your life over one lunch, or over one weekend, or over one seminar, that's an unfair standard.
1: Yeah, it really is. It's almost like expecting to walk into the matrix and just get a download plugged into the back of your head and being like, "Oh, I got it." Yeah, I think that's why that's so cool, right? We yeah. see, like, I would love to learn karate in like
0: a minute, because but, but we know it's, it's no, karate is a great happen. thing. Could you imagine, Dirk, if you were like a jujitsu black belt? I'm like, let me take you to lunch and tell me how to do all that. And you're like, you mean the thing that I blood, sweat, and tear for twenty years? You want me to download that two and a half hour? Sure. Right. Sure. Like that's, a, that's, it's such, and when it comes to martial arts, we get like, well, that's insane. But right. when it comes to business somehow, we're like, mm-hmm. no, I think that's, right. and that, maybe it's marketing, right? Maybe people are like, buy my $997 whiz bang thing, which is, I'm sure I'm not judging. I'm sure there's good content, yeah. blah, 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 blah. But again, that would be like, buy my 997 booklet on how to do karate. Like, yeah, couldn't hurt. Maybe it'll help you to fight. I don't know. But it's wildly different than come to my dojo. Let's actually fight and actually do this for three nights a week for 20 years. And that's what it costs to really master this thing. All right, Um, good. I love that foundation. Now, from your perspective, what are the big things? I I like asking, what's the big thing that I ask you to do that you didn't want to do and have that work out, good or bad, right? I don't want to just be like the surprises. And then what's the best thing? That's just the easiest takeaway that everyone else is like, I did it and it was easy and you should all do it. So I kind of like the... The one that could have been bad or good, but you hated it, even if it turned out good. And then the one that you're like, oh, that was just a slam dunk and you should all do this immediately.
1: Well, let me ask the answer. The first, uh, second one first is the the, the core value uh, exercise is fantastic. And and just hearing from your friends what they um, see, the, the great qualities in, in yourself and that kind of thing um, is to me invaluable because then you. That's what you base everything else off of, is like your hiring and the customers you look for, and and what's great about it is that they're gonna want to do business with you because, and they're gonna want to work for you because of your core values. Um, the second, the, the hard, hard thing, I guess. Um, well, hold on, let me
0: comment on that because oh, it's so important.
1: Okay. Um,
0: it's my most and least favorite when I I bring people on and they say core values. I almost took it out because it's advanced and people are like, just tell me how to make more money now. Mm. And this is more like the foundation of a building. It's the least sexy part, right? Like we graded it and made the, the, the land flat. And like, <laughs> it looks like nothing happens for a month. Right. And then yeah. the framing is the sexy part, right? Like, boom, crap happens. We can see it. Yeah. The core values of that foundation is it, super important, but people don't get it. And I'll tell yeah. you what happens is I beat it like a drum, both on the podcast. And also it's the first thing we do first or second it's in step one of nine steps I don't know where in the step but it's in the first step because it's so freaking important but so many of the people when they're just getting it like just tell me to get clients just tell me they're so in pain in hiring or you know whatever they don't get the core values and then typically when they graduate or when they're near the end they look back and go oh that was the glue that hold it all together yeah so from your perspective Dirk, for the person that's going, I get core values, but it can't be that big of a deal. Just teach me how to get more clients or like, what, why is this so important? Why, what's the like meat of, why is that, how's that most affected your life directly is probably the best way I can ask.
1: Well, to me, that's one of the things that was missing. It's like, if I, let's say I wanted to hire, you know, a couple of guys for the summer and it was just like a friend of a friend kind of thing. And I was like, well, looks like you can push it one. Okay no, there, you, you gotta, you gotta test someone at least, uh, maybe you don't come right out and say, Hey, what's your core values? You know, but you're going to be like, Hey, I want somebody who's honest and hardworking and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, if you don't figure that out, you, you're you going to have more problems than you want, <laughs> could shake a stick at, as I used to say. And you're going to, you're going to be more frustrated, more, um, against hiring than, than ever before. It's like, well, that didn't work. that That's the last thing I want to do, you know? And when I realized that all these other things I was learning, you know, in the past and tried to implement, if I didn't, I realized that if I didn't have my core values straight and focused on this is who we want to hire, this is who we want to do business with, you're going to take, you know, you're going to take anybody and everybody. And I may butcher this, but I remember one of your, um I don't know, sayings whatever. one of the things I learned from you. Uh, first off was if you don't have um, a target, you know, if you don't have a clear picture of who you want, um, if you're, if your target is anybody, it's nobody or something like that. Like, I, I know I butchered it, but what. Yeah, basically if you don't you, know,
0: you want yeah. someone to have fun, make money, be real and help out. Those are our core values. Dierks are different. Yeah. How do you, how can you ever find it? And then yeah. you just have a nebulous sense of that guy sucked, but I don't, but I didn't really define what suck is, or we have a good feeling. I love this guy. I don't know why it's like shooting around in the dark, turn, the core values, just turn on the lights. Like, why don't yeah. we just call it? What you like? Why don't you guess what I want? Well, what do you want? I don't really know, but I'm hoping you can guess it and show up like that. It's like, right. good luck right. with that. And then, so not only do we not get what we want, we're frustrated because we don't know why the heck things aren't working. And we get one in a thousand that works. We're like, I love this guy. I don't even know why. Like I'm right. guessing all the things, like I was, yeah. when you're sharing about Cole, he's, he, he and I share a lot of core values. So I was very attracted. I'm like, oh, I'd love to have that guy on my team. And he'd probably look at me and go, I'd love to work with that guy. And it's because, but if we couldn't, if yeah. we didn't have the language to say, because he he's a real dude and he does love helping out and he he's a fun guy and he likes making money. Like once yeah. you can articulate, like, oh, and then you kind of like, now I know how to do it again on purpose as opposed to just right wandering around and bumping into people and hoping for the best. Is that, am I totally hijacking what you're feeling? No,
1: that's basically it. Because what it causes you to do is not only be focused on your own goals and purpose and basically everything you want to accomplish with your business, that without even realizing that's how you're going to succeed and build something that will last into, you know, perpetuity if you want to keep it in the family or (laughs) pass it down, whatever, but it's, that's who you're going to attract the customers, your clients, and the people that want to work for you. And it's, you can't, you can't sidestep that. You can't think that, Oh, there's a shortcut. Oh, I just need more, more uh, marketing, better, you know, better leads and all that. It's just, to me, it's like, again, back to the foundation. If you don't do that, right. (laughs) Things are going to fall down in (laughs) three weeks, you know, and it's, It's possible, but it's like getting a hundred mile an hour headwind.
0: Like business is hard, regular. And then you're like, let me do it with both arms tied behind my back. It's like, you could make it, but wow. Like let's take something really hard and make it just nearly impossible. And typically the people that are successful and aren't clear in core values they actually are doing it. They just don't know how to call it. They're they're actually doing a pretty good job of it. And when I articulate it, they go, oh, that's what I've been doing. And that's yeah. why things have been, so they've already been, it's a really hard to circumvent it and most don't know how to do it. Some leaders intuitively get it and don't need as much training. But yeah, it's very, and I'm sure it's possible. There are people that have had reasonable success. You can bully your way into success. You can just be very charming and charismatic. And, but it's hard. It is a, and mm-hmm. very few, very, some people can't do it at all the people that can have to just be wildly talented and you're still pushing a, a boulder uphill. And it's like, you can do it, but why not level the on playing field? All right. right, so that's the fun. I don't say the fun one, but the easy one. Walk, walk us through, what's the thing I asked you to do that you were like, this guy's an idiot or he doesn't understand my business or that won't work for me or the, the one that had the most fear or pushback, whether you shared it with me or not. And it, maybe you're like, it was all pretty easy, but I, you know, I don't wanna just have people no. there, like, say how everything's great. Like, let's, let's talk about the hard stuff.
1: I don't. I don't say. I don't think anything's hard necessarily. It's more your comfort zone is how I look at it. And and sure. I guess for most people that is hard because um, having every
0: people that's hard <laughs> having a
1: pain conversation with your you know clients. It's like, well, how are they going to look at me? How? What are they? You know, is is this normal? It's like, eh, but you know, things like that 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 push your comfort zone are necessary. And it's like, okay, do I want success or do I want to keep doing what I'm doing? You know, and those are yeah, those are the hard things, but they're not out of this world, like, oh, I can't ever do that, you know. And if you've ever, you know, had to go and talk to a customer or like we're in homes all all the time. So we're I'm again using Colin's example, he was 18, 19, 20, and he just kind of walked in and he was kind of like. Uh, don't look at me, don't talk to me, you know, and now it's funny like, if you meet Cole,
0: that's not who I Mr. see charismatic,
1: him. you know, want to talk yeah. to everybody, you know, it's like, oh, you know, you, you gain that skill set, um, over time. It's not, and some people are just naturally born with it, obviously, but, you know, those are things that he had to get out of his comfort zone. I've had to get out of my comfort zone because I've been doing this 20 years and thinking this a certain way. Um, you know, I tell people if, if I had a a dollar for everybody that told me to not work so hard or, you know, don't work too hard, I'd be a millionaire by now. So I wouldn't even need this business, but it's like, that doesn't get, you know, that doesn't get the the job done. So working hard is, it's great, but I'd rather work, you know, smarter. So. So I heard two things I want to
0: make sure people get and don't gloss over. The first thing is perfect affirmation of what we've been talking about. If this was an ebook, a podcast uh, or our relationship was an ebook. I know we're obviously doing a podcast right now. So this is a podcast, but our relationship together was an ebook, a podcast, a 997 binder of fun stuff, a 90 minute keynote, all good things, by the way, please don't hear me saying they're not great. Taking someone out to lunch that's smarter than you and listening all great. It's just, if you expect those alone to change your whole business, that's where you're, you're running into problems, right? Like walking is great. But if I'm going to go to Antarctica, it's, I need a plane. Like, this doesn't mean walking is not good for anything at any time, but it just, you got to use the right tool. So if you're just looking to feel good or get a small change, all of those are great tools. If you're like, I want to change my life forever, well, will yeah. probably need a little bit bigger thing. So the fact that you're like, when you ask me to do stuff outside of my comfort zone, if me was just a binder or a 90 minute keynote, one to many, or a podcast, one to many, you hear it and go, ah, that sounds like a good idea. But then when it comes, when rubber meets the road, it comes time to actually do the scary thing. You're like, I don't have any money invested in this. There's no accountability. The jerk on the podcast isn't going to ask me next week face to face. Hey, man, what's going on? Like, there, there's no community that is succeeding and giving me this positive peer pressure. Nine times out of eight, you're just going to go back to what I back to what I know. So that's such a perfect example of the outside of the comfort zone. I think is the key, right? Like, yeah. even if we could condense everything we do into a binder, and we do like I don't hold any back on the podcast. It's not like all right, we're not going to give any of the like good information until you pay us. I try to give all the information. It's just yeah, the cure to cancer without the belief that it's going to work won't work, right? Like if I have the cure to cancer, but nobody does it because it, it's probably right. going to be hard. So that's the first piece is stepping out of your comfort zone does require commitment. And you got to start there before you're committed, nothing, lunch, seminars, podcasts, whatever is going to, even our program, if you're not committed, you just like wasting money. It's not going to help. Second thing I've gotten and Dirk has got something genius. I'm going to let him finish the podcast with, uh, no pressure. Um, the second thing is, I love that he had identified, I've been doing this thing for 20 years. So the hard thing, which most people wouldn't think, and just a pain conversation basically is going from, hey, Dirk, I'm a really good carpet cleaner. Show me your carpets. Oh, boy, these are really messy. I'll clean them good. Oh, the last guy said he cleaned them and didn't. Well, I'm not the last guy. I'm much better. Some version of talking about how how great I am um, is super comfortable, way in our comfort zone. It makes us feel good, but it doesn't make them feel good. It doesn't meet their needs. And we've been doing, and add in the fact you've been doing it 20 years, holy heck, trying to do something different is wild. Now that's a real tall order. Yeah. Um, so I wanna encourage everyone. And just so you know, pain conversation just changes it from let's talk about me and what I want and how good I am, which makes us feel fantastic to let's talk about you and your pain and let me have an honest conversation with you if I can solve it. And if I can't solve it, I'll do my best to help you. And if I can't, I'll tell you no thank you, which is yeah. vulnerable, right? And it's yeah. wildly different, especially if you've been doing something different 20 years um i just want all of you guys to hear stepping outside of your comfort zone is it and it's even it gets even worse whatever closing rate or success rate dirk and cole had doing it their way was probably not terrible it was probably okay yeah. um and when they start doing this they're not very good at it so their their closing rate probably went down like it's even worse <laughs> you know not forever when they when they finally got it it quickly went up and then surpassed where they were before. And not only did they make more money, but they help more people, they have more fun. Like it gets a lot better, but sometimes it gets worse before it gets better. What was your experience with all that?
1: Well, we're still in that process and we're still you know, having the paying conversations. Um, I actually just uploaded the funnel and the, getting the marketing going. So it, we're gonna see how it goes. And I know going forward that because we're gonna be targeting uh, our niche we're going to be making more money, doing less work. And it's just, I can see the writing on the wall, so to speak. And I know your other students have had success. Um, and one thing, you know, that I see is, is because we're more focused on what we want, that's going to attract, and, we, and it has been, it, I mean, literally two or three perfect prospects have showed up just by having us change our mindset. And or whatever you want but well before maybe they would have showed up you wouldn't even recognize them because if you don't right. know
0: what a perfect prospect is, just if you don't know your core yeah. values yeah. maybe a core value perfect match showed up you didn't know because you didn't know how to identify them
1: right and now that you're focused it's like hey that's a perfect prospect and before we'd be like oh that's great yeah, that's a good job <laughs> yeah. we'll take it but now it's like yes that's what we want you know and so i mean I've always, you know, kind of been one of those guys that look into all, all sorts of, uh, you know, outside your, you know, mental, um, sphere of, of what you pick up. And then there's, uh, you know, things like, you know, the universe or whatever. And it's like, yeah, you attract what, what you put out there. So, um, if you believe that, um, I do. So it's like, I, I know it works. And once you change your mindset, that's, what you send out, you're going to get back. So it is funny when
0: I think, regardless of how metaphysical, so to speak, any of us are, yeah. we would all agree, and it's pretty settled science, that we are only able to ingest, so to speak, a very small percentage of what's going on around us. Oh, yeah. Like, they've got a video on YouTube that is, I saw this at a keynote one time, I still remember it where they're like, there's kids in like black and white shirts passing a ball between one another. And they're like, count how many passes a white shirt makes to a white shirt or something like that, where you're just kind oh, of, okay. watched, you're just counting, counting it. And um, they start the video and there's kids just standing in a circle, passing the ball one to another. Um, and in the background, a man in a, I'm assuming a man, man or woman, I don't know. He's in a gorilla suit, comes by, walks by full-size grown man in the background, not like way background, like larger than the kids on the screen, waves, looks around, walks off screen, probably on screen for a good five seconds. So this isn't like a half a second thing. He's on there. Like it's, he's leisurely, he ain't running. There's no, he just walks on waves at the camera walks very casual. And the whole clip I'm guessing is 20 or 30 seconds. And um, I saw it done in a group and I can't remember which group I was in. uh, But they said, raise your hand. If you saw the gorilla, half the people raised their hand. The other half people went, what are you talking about? Like, it's just (laughs) kids in a room. There's like, what do you mean a gorilla? And half the people literally didn't Didn't see it, right? So couldn't agree more, Dirk, that our ability to tune in and focus on what we want has a lot to do with like, right now, I don't, I'm not an expert how TV or cable or wireless internet works, but I'm guessing millions of channels of entertainment are passing through my brain, but I don't know how to tune into them. So I don't get to access them at all. Right. And all our TV tuners, same with the old radio tuners, you're literally tuning it to whatever. So I couldn't agree more that just that help of focusing on what you want and looking at what you want will change your complete experience, even if, it, you know, decide to buy a Tesla, watch how magically the number of Teslas on the road quadruples, right? Right. Like, or maybe we just tuned in. All right. I'm going to let you end kind of on a good note. What's the number one biggest win you got? Um, just so I can know, and, um, everyone can leave going, yay, Dirk. And we'll go out on a win. (laughs) What's the biggest win you got so far?
1: Well, it, over the weekend, um, it, it felt like, um, well, besides playing soccer, we won. Um, I'll take it. <laughs> uh, besides that, I am in the group, you know, your, your, you know, uh, elite, uh, group, uh, on Facebook, I should say our Facebook group. Uh, one of the other people in our, in our, um, coaching class, uh, you know, we have, we have these weekly calls and, um, uh, she reached out to me, um, probably shouldn't just say her name, but, um, reach out to me. And
0: I think a first name might be okay.
1: Payola. And she's like, Hey, okay. hey you know, what are you guys, what are you doing about this? Blah, blah, blah. And, and she's thinking this way and that. And so one of your, you know, best coaching tips is to, once you learn something, teach somebody else. So, you know, you got it. And I've done that hundreds of times. I mean, I used to, um, do that in high school. I, I was good at math. And, um, fortunately one of the uh good looking chicks was sitting next to me and I was able to teach her some math and she, uh, <laughs> she really liked it and uh I liked it too and so she reached out and it was like I I realized that she was probably forgetting some of the things you had just been going over so, so I tried to teach her math and was reiterating when it didn't work at no sorry I couldn't help it. go ahead <laughs> I was just reiterating what you had had said and I had just probably gone over at module five or something and not only did it inspire her it inspired me and i'm like i'm going to go do something you know cuz i was you know just watching some soccer on tv and, and hanging out and i'm like i'm going to get back to work you know it was a saturday but hey i helped felt like i helped her we helped each other and that i mean that's the that's the power of the group of being able to share each other's insights and i i think that's fantastic because i've never been in a group like that where you know we're just we're helping each other and it wasn't you coaching us. It was us coaching each other. So now you got a dozen other coaches, mm-hmm. not just Mike, but we can all bounce ideas off each other. And then we like take them to Mike and he's like, okay, that's great. But do this and tweak this and whatever. It's, it's great. I, I mean, I, I was so excited just for, from that little tidbit of uh, you know, coaching. I was able to coach someone else. So
0: the big theme and takeaway I'm going to get from, this, and that I think Dirk just put a really nice bow on is community. Um, it is very, very hard to make any life-changing, just like Dirk said, you're the, whether it comes to income, relationships, net worth, quality of life, you're typically the the average of the five, your five closest friends. So by that definition, or if that's the truth, just by changing who you hang out with is going to change. And obviously there's some more to it than that, but I honestly think, let's say I could sit down to lunch with you and we spent three hours and I perfectly said everything perfect. My The yeah. best way I could articulate for you personally that everything you needed to know for three hours straight and that was it. Or you could just hang out with a community of successful people for two, three hours a week for two, three months. As much as I'm in love with my own voice, the second is gonna be by far. And Dirk nailed what most people don't get the people that give the most to the community typically get the most. So it's funny the people that come in are like I'm just going to lurk and I'm just going to steal information. I'm just I'm not going to interact or whatever. That's fine. Like no no moral judgment here, but you typically don't get as much. The people like Dirk, there's a reason Paola reached out to him. There's lots of people in the group she could reach out to. She's a younger nothing demographically. They're not a match. She's younger. She's female. She's, she's completely she's across the country. There's nothing that would be like oh yeah we. She doesn't love soccer that I'm aware of. I think just Dirk's energy of how he showed up and how he was like, I'm a guy that contributes to this group and I'm here and I see him interact and I see him give, gave him that opportunity that no one else got to coach. And I can a thousand percent, I've been in business 25 years. I've been coaching for seven. My quality of business owner has like hockey sticked up since I started coaching, right? When you start telling people that you can't just say, do this, do that, do that and not live it, right? When it's just me out there by myself, I can do whatever I want. But when I'm coaching other people, like, you know, I don't want to be a full out hypocrite. So community, 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 all the stuff that we're talking about, I think really happens in community. So I'd encourage you. um, Certainly we have a free community with a Facebook group. Um, obviously we have a, a, a paid program, but regardless of it's us or anybody else, find somewhere where there can be a community. I think that's the, even yeah. with a keynote, there's something magical about that. Cause it's a, it's only a 90 minute community. So the, the that's, you know, but there's a difference between maybe you guys didn't have this, but during COVID, you know, I didn't get to go as many edu- live educational events, either ones that I was putting on for my clients or ones that I was attending as a client um and they they did them online it wasn't the same i don't just that magic in the hallway over dinner like the thing that you just was a throwaway you wouldn't have thought of turns to be the thing right for dirk you know we work so hard to give this massive experience he's like i had an offhanded conversation with powell and that was my highlight it's like community how do you freaking you know like we can't put that in the program at week eight this person calls this person like it just has to (laughs) it's just this generic and Dirk brought it, by the way, he showed up. There's lots of people in the group and he got that experience because of how he showed up. So I just want to encourage you, A, community and be how you show up, right? If you show up as the guy or gal that's contrib- contributing and giving and whatever, it's funny how magically it feels. The person that contributes the most always gets the most. The person that's just trying to take, they get no moral judgment, just a, an observation, yeah. um, gets less. It's paradoxical. You think the person that would take would get the most and the person that would give would get the least. It just stands to reason, but that's not how it plays out. Yeah. Anything to add before we call it?
1: No, that's great. I appreciate you.
0: Beautiful. This one's so long. We might make it a double episode. So guys, gals, if that's been helpful, go to Um, I think we've got over 800 free podcasts. I've written two books. They're on Amazon. We've got that Facebook group, tons and tons and tons of content. But if you end this podcast and go, that was great. I feel fantastic. And don't make any change. I don't know that we've served you. It's a great keynote or podcast like everything else. If you want to change it to something that actually changes your life, take action, go, where am I going to find community? How am I going to find something where I can go all in? How maybe it's just a conversation with yourself to go, how have I been lying to myself and going, it's okay. It's not that bad when that's not the reality. So you get to pick your own adventure, but if you don't take any action, maybe we spent a lovely time together. It's not going to be life-changing. And if you want your life changed, do something different. Cleaning Nation, growmycleaningcompany.com. Check it out now. See you there. Well, here we are the end of the podcast and you made it, great job. Uh, I've got a little bonus for you before for sticking through with me, but like i mentioned before, if you got value out of this podcast and you wanna show a little love, subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes, Spotify, wherever the heck you're listening to this thing, share with a friend, share the love. And as a special thank you for those of you that stuck with me to the end, how about I give you my personal phone number so we can text? It's a great way for me to get to know you, your business, your goals personally. So shoot me a text now, 602-932-6431. 602-932-6431.